Welcome back to another episode of Kill James Bond, uh, the bonus episode where we do not do the voice because uh, we are not that podcast. Today, I will not do the voice. That's right. I am Alice Caldwell Callie. My pronouns are she and her. Joining me are, go, go, one of you. My name is Abigail Thorne. My pronouns are also she and her. Uh, I am Devon. My pronouns are they, them. And we have a guest. Guest. Go introduce no, you yourself. Introduce no, I'm not going to use the use the thing. Say the thing, the sh- thing that they have the thing. very helpfully written out for us to read. Fine, to fine. You know what? All right, fine. We don't being... even cut this. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> and we're being joined by Shannon Strucci. Shannon is an editor and video essayist who is the film correspondent of a struggle session, a host and player on the actual play podcast Critical Bits host on the Fight Together miniseries for the One Piece podcast. Shannon, what's your pronouns? She and they, thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for having me, I'm excited. Together. Yeah, th- thank Shannon you. is also the person, I mean, Shannon, Shannon's bio, I mean, undersells it. Shannon is also uh, the person who popularized the term parasocial relationships. Wow! Like, uh, genuinely, like one of the one mm-hmm. of the better video essayists out there. Like, I, 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 feel, I, I feel so close. I feel so close to you now that I know that you power uh, the 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 you popularized <laughs> that. I feel like I really know you. Yeah, um, Shannon is also my best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the creator of Fake Friends. Yeah, Fake part Friends Part Two. Which is mm. is that currently up still or is that down? Uh, it's up. It's back up. There was a problem. There was a 40 second or less clip of a Kanye West song. So it was manually uh, taken down for like three months. It was a manual copyright strike that was like impossible to fight. Eventually, I f- a fan of mine who works for Google fixed it. Kanye West himself. And Kanye West himself. We all love working for YouTube. We love making video essays and none of us are making career plans to get out of it. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. No, it's important that you have that parasocial relationship where you believe that. Uh, and we, <laughs> we, we who have like a social relationship with each other, which to which you are not invited, we watched Lupin the Third, Part One. <laughs> well, we watched true. Lupin the Third we, first. Lupin the Third, Part One is a different thing. Oh God. Okay. Okay. We're, we're minutes in already. I fucked up. Yeah, listeners, That's all right. listeners, what you have to understand is that Alice is Alice is cool. Yes, Alice is like having, doing things like having sex mm-hmm. and like being married. Yep. Um, whereas the the other three of us, we have seen anime. We know what anime is. Um, we are weebs <laughs> to various degrees. I don't think that's t- Alice is basically like James Bond in fucking You Only Live Twice in this one. In that she's just wandering around like a foot taller than everyone else. Saying Hayao Gozaimasu, like it's, yeah, it's a whole other world. She's become entirely Japanese. This is a fish out of water podcast for Alice, who is now going to have to listen to three people who enjoy anime. I'm not going to call myself a weeb, Mm -hmm. but we're just going to chat about anime for a bit because we have got the foremost scholar on Lupin the Third to come on 
Um, and we're going to pick the hell out of their brain for however long this runs. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I will say up front that I did enjoy watching this movie a lot. So this is going to be a nice, relaxed episode for me because, A, you guys don't expect me to know anything about it, including, I guess, the name of the movie that I watched and <laughs> took notes on. <laughs> but also, like, it was just, I, I had a nice time. And I don't often have a nice time because the meat and the meat and potatoes of this podcast is, is movies that we don't like. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I suppose I should introduce the character of, of Arsène Lupin III a little bit here, uh, which is, he is the grandson of a public domain gentleman thief from 19th century French <laughs> literature. Was not public domain when he was conceived no. in the manga. No. That just, he just stole the character. <laughs> it caused a lot of copyright problems. For like decades, I think even now it causes problems in some countries. Yeah, and he's 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 a fun thief. He has a, a little sort of posse who we will get into. And, uh, well, I mean, sort of exists in this timeline outside of time, it seems. Uh, because th- this movie is simultaneously set in the 40s, the 60s, and yesterday. Um... Yeah. Which is which is great, um, but we start I think off. There's different there's different seasons of the anime, aren't there? Or maybe we should before we get into the plot summary, let's hmm. dive into yeah. and Shannon can help us explain who Lupin is a bit. There's different series of Lupin the Third, of which I've seen the second Lupin the Third Part Two, which is sort of ambiguously sixties seventies, and it follows this kind of like vibe where every week the gang are in a different country and they're like trying to steal a treasure so they're like they're in Cairo and they're stealing King Tut's mask or they're in Rio and they're like pulling some kind of scam and it always it always goes wrong and they always like just don't get the treasure usually because Lupin has to like play the hero and because he's he's like a heart of gold and they're always uh, he's got the same regular characters who always come with him who will meet and he's always being pursued by a bumbling inspector um and that that's that's the long and short of it. And there's various other versions, aren't there, Shannon? There's like some versions where it's like really dark and violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the the original manga Lupin's just an insane rapist. It's pretty awful. It's like hard to read. It's like it's uh, styled after Mad Magazine and like European no. artists. It's like in that art style, and it's just very nihilistic. Um, there's a recent from 2012. There's a miniseries Sayo Yamamoto did, the woman who did um, Yuri on Ice and other anime. That's sort of about Fujiko, and it's about childhood sexual assault and patriarchy and like the male gaze. It's like a feminist avant-garde miniseries. And then part four is really stupid, and MI6 clones Leonardo da Vinci, and it's like evil anime Leonardo da Vinci. And then part part five, they really tried to update it, so it's about like the dark web and facial, like AI facial recognition. I really don't like part five, but a lot of people do. And about how the CIA interferes in other people, other countries' in, governments. In, and it's in, just... in my nerd research, uh, in order to become more like you nerds and less of a Chad, uh, I found... Disagree. <laughs> I, yeah, I... It's fine. The, the, this animation franchise of Lupin the Third is, like, the word most often used is storied, right? I looked at the number of things <laughs> that they have made... And yeah. I, I sort of got vertigo. Um, and I was like, oh god, do I, do, do I have to watch all of these? And no, thankfully I have you guys to, to, to guide me it through it. It is massive, isn't it? It's like Dragon Ball Z levels of huge, but for some reason hasn't had the same kind of cultural penetration outside of Japan as like Dragon Ball has. It's really big in Italy. Huh. Um, huh. For whatever reason it caught on, and if you go to the Lupin wiki every episode, 
talks about the censorship in the Italian episodes. I guess they heavily censored part two when it aired. It, yeah, it had a really big cultural impact there. What if a French Japanese master thief was Italian? <laughs> also, I should point out this this film like mostly we're talking about about anime here, but this film is not animated. This film is CGI. We are on some <laughs> Polar Express shit. Yeah, but it looks good. And, and yeah. this film is like based much more on Loop on the Third Part Two, so it's got that kind of like fun tone. But it is once again set in a different time period <laughs> <laughs> with like different rules of continuity. It's just right. You just gotta let it wash over you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing about the animation for this that I will say is, if this is uh, like it was for me, the first Loop on media you're consuming. The first time you see the way he moves and talks, oh you will take irreparable psychic damage <laughs> because this man, this man it... has an exceedingly elastic face and he's very mm. expressive. You get used to it vibes. quite quickly, but it's very, very yeah, and like also, first. also nobody else is rendered quite exactly. like him. So it's like a, a sort of castle of relatively normal looking people, and then this elastic clown, which I guess makes sense. Fucking Bugs Bunny ass. Well, he's like, he's kind that's of like a tune, and that's how he keeps winning. Is that like yeah, he's yeah, shooting yeah. him, but like he's he's just got this kind of Bugs Bunny style where he like just always like slips away. It really is um, some Who Framed Roger Rabbit shit. But I specifically wrote yeah. that. I said this this is a classic sort of anime or, or Western cartoon thing going on where physics only applies to other characters. Yeah. Like Lupin and to to a lesser extent his dudes, his his posse, yeah. which we'll get into at some point. They can just sort of do essentially anything. Yeah. Physics, laws, morality, you know, it's it's all kind of optional for Lupin. 